0: Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. These are a series of podcasts ideal for you if you're somebody who works in L&D and training, whether you have to give meetings or briefings, or if you're a conference speaker. And they're ideal if you're brand new and you want some ways to start and get yourself going in the right direction right from the beginning. Perhaps you've been speaking for years and years and years and you just want to freshen up a little bit. Or if you're somewhere in between, everything in these podcasts are designed to give you quick wins to make it easier for you to be a better speaker. In this episode, I'm going to talk about confidence. And whenever it comes to standing on stage and speaking, and uh, I often reiterate this bit, whether you're thinking of a conference, a meeting, a briefing... Uh, so, for example, in the next three, four days, I and a team are um, flying to Holland, where we're, we're speaking to a conference of about 160, 170 people. Now, depending on your perspective, you might be thinking 160 people, oh my goodness, how exciting. Oh my goodness, it's just work as usual. Or oh my goodness, how terrifying. There's often, for many of us, a number. And I was introduced to this idea by a delegate some years ago who said, um, he said, for me, it's the, it's the plus 30 feeling. He said, if I get more than 30, then I go to pieces. And we're talking shaking, the teeth moving, the the chattering, the, the sweaty palms, the, the blushing, pretty, pretty much everything. He said, you know, plus 30. He said, under 30, not a problem, not a problem at all. He said, in fact, I quite enjoy it. So uh, I just wanted to talk briefly in this episode about confidence. Often when people see me on stage or they see me talking about the subject of public speaking, conference speaking, they come to the conclusion pretty quickly that I am a very confident individual. But as with all things, it's never quite as clear as you might think. See, how much of confidence is down to knowing what you're doing? I think, you would probably agree there are some things you do that you do regularly that you wouldn't even consider an element of confidence or 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 lack of at all so whatever you do in your normal day to day job you probably have no consideration at all about whether or not you have a level of confidence to apply to it now the same thing happens with personal life so if you think about if you have experience of raising children from from when they're first around till um, teenagers, mine my, my, my are currently in their, their teens, there are throughout the process of children growing and getting older a series of uh, changes and challenges that you have to face as a parent. And often we grow with confidence that because it appears that it's a it's an ongoing process it's constantly changing as you get older and you learn as you go and so the, the, therefore there's often not a sense of well uh, that's not a something that applies to confidence it's the same with um, for example thinking about a process that you do regularly at work or a hobby that you have um, or, or any of these topics where you feel comfortable and knowledgeable and experienced. And often it's a case of because you've done it a lot, you don't have a sense of it requiring confidence. But the reality is most stuff we do has a degree of needing a sense of confidence about it. And it's exactly the same when it comes to speaking at a conference or an event. You see, when I was 15, and I can tie it to being about three months off 16 I was really quite shy now I was happy talking to two or three people there was my there was my plus 30 or my number moments but beyond that I, I started to get nervous and I sp- speak faster I would feel that I was flushing I, I I just couldn't my brain wouldn't work as clearly as I wanted it to and it was horrible because I didn't necessarily feel like I was lacking confidence, but I did very acutely feel all the symptoms of not having a lot of confidence. And that became worse. If I knew that I stood in front of a room full of people going bright red, guess what? I got even redder. It was horrible. You might sympathise, you might empathise with that, you might experience a similar thing. And therefore, when we come to presenting and speaking publicly, we have to consider confidence so we have to consider that actually a greater level of confidence is only going to help your performance so sometimes there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance so it's a line I walk often and I do frequently stray into the arrogant side and sometimes I do that intentionally and sometimes I don't do it at all but I'm perceived to have done it and it comes from really knowing what you know and really being good at what you're good at see The interesting thing about presentations and standing up and speaking is that unlike most other business-related skills, this is something that feels like it's personal to you. You see, let's take something that has nothing to do with presentation, but I would argue still has something to do with confidence. Let's take doing an Excel spreadsheet or any other brands, by the way. There are many (laughs) many flavours of spreadsheets available. If you gave me a spreadsheet to complete and it was started off, you showed me what to do and I started filling it in, I would not be confident one iota as I was doing it because the whole time I'd be worried about pressing something that made a cell change its calculation or a row miscalculate or delete it altogether or losing all the data. And although the big boy part of my brain would be saying, it's fine, it's all backed up, you can't really delete anything like you could in the olden days, part of me would not have that confidence. And even, by the way, when I'd finished the work and it looked right, I would still want somebody who knows what they're doing to look at it and go, yeah, all of those cells are correct, the calculations are correct, the rows and the columns are correct. You can tell how much you know about Excel, right? (laughs) All of that's correct. I wouldn't have the confidence to know that... It had been done correctly. And that's in part down to experience. It's in part down to knowledge of that particular um, spreadsheet, uh, that particular piece of software. Now, it's the same thing. If you absolutely know Excel super well, you can fly through it. I know what I'm doing with Excel. It's fine. Don't worry. I'll do it. Yeah, Graham, you've got that bit wrong. Here, let me help you. But strangely, because present, presenting has an element of you, right? It's you on stage. People are looking at you. Therefore, it feels like it's you that's being judged not to your skill set. People are far more unwilling to stand up and say they're good at something, because that feels like you're being arrogant. Now, the reality is I'm good at presenting. I can stand on stage, I can hold an audience, I can go into most situations pretty confidently sure that in 90% plus of all of those situations, I can get the vast majority of the audience to listen, to engage, to follow what I'm saying, to consider some of my opinions and ideas, and to do as I direct them. I give them an activity to do or give them a, a discussion point to work with. But that's because I know that I can do it when I present. And this might feel like quite a rambly episode, and, and I get that. But the difficulty is this whenever you talk to people about presenting, virtually no one is happy to say that they are good at presenting. They'll say something like, well, I think I'm okay, I'm not brilliant, but no, no complaints. Or they'll say something like, well, I'm, I'm good enough for what I need to do. There's always a caveat. And what we need to start to do, what you need to start to do, is to recognise that presenting is just a skill like any other. And what I've been doing in these episodes is sharing with you the breakdown of the skills you need to do to be a better presenter. So you can show me how to be a better operator excel spreadsheet and gradually as I become better and I get more experience and I get more knowledge so too my confidence will grow and I'll be happy to tell you that I'm getting better at it but we need to get the same approach with presenting so as you start to learn more you start to recognize that you are becoming a better presenter and you feel more comfortable saying that you're a better presenter you begin to recognize that this is Nothing more than a series of skills that can be replicated by pretty much anyone and therefore creating a person who is more competent at this particular set of business skills. Because when you do that, your confidence will also grow. There are several things that we're trying to manage here. One is the knowledge of how to be a better presenter. And I'm covering that with all these episodes uh, in the Be a Better Presenter Podcast series, right? You've got to have the knowledge of how to do it. Some people are natural, but that's very, very rare. In fact, in most cases, if you're a natural presenter, you just kind of lucked out. That's the way it is. But you can still break down and understand the skills that you're using. It might be easier for me to be a better presenter than, for example, for you to be a better operator of Excel. But if I need to use Excel, there's no point me mithering and complaining about that. I need to get on with it and learn it. If you need to present, there's no point you saying, this doesn't come easily. OK, it doesn't. But life's like that sometimes. You just need to get on with it and learn the skills to be a better presenter. So that that, that skill set is one element. The experience is another element. The more you present, the better you will feel more confident. The better you will start to realise what works and what doesn't work. The event that, that I have coming up this next few days in Holland that I've referenced, um, I know as far as I can know anything, it's going to be hugely successful. I've got a great team with me. I've got some great content with me. Uh, the, the, the client has been very kind in, in briefing us for what they want uh, as fully as they can. But essentially, this is standing up in front of a, a decent-sized number of people And the experience that I've had so many hundreds of times before tells me that it will be a really good event. Now, if you've only presented two or three times, for you to have more confidence in being a good presenter, it's difficult because you've got nothing to compare it against. So you need the skill set. You need the experience. And you need an element of confidence. And sometimes confidence has to be tricked. So I go back to when I was 15. And when I felt that I was particularly shy and found it difficult to talk to larger groups. And I remember the day very clearly. I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, (laughs) three girls came down, three girls from school came down the street and sort of stopped on the other side of the, the road. And you know what's supposed to happen, right? At this age, you have to go over and be cool and say hello and talk to them. And I remember my friend and I were both too nervous to do this and we must have stood on the side of that road for half an hour an hour I don't know we were looking at them and they looking at us and eventually there was a there was like a a key that turned or a spark that went off or something and we both let's go and do it let's go and say hello and we did it and of course you know it was fine of course it was fine there were girls we knew from school all was fine but importantly to this story I remember going home that night and realising that the difference between being confident and not being confident, in my case, was I just needed to do things that confident people would do. And in that case, that meant going over and saying hello to the girls from school. And this might sound wildly contrived at this age, but when we left school that year and we were due to start... The college the following year, sorry, the, the the end of the summer. I remember talking to my friend, and we we both had this conversation about, you know, we could reinvent ourselves. We could go to this college, and we could decide that we're confident. And I remember us choosing to do that. And I remember in the first few days and weeks and months of being at this new college talking to everybody and I enrolled in a drama course and for the first few weeks oh my goodness I used to shake like mad this was a class of uh, maybe 20 pupils students and I remember I used to shake when I was trying to do any sort of activity I was so nervous and I remember in the new year uh, we did some video work they brought in a camera and again oh my goodness it was terrible but over that two years what happened was As I gained more experience, because I was going to this drama group regularly, and as I got more knowledge, because I was learning some stuff about performing, presenting, gradually the confidence was no longer something I had to pretend to do. It it genuinely happened. And we've all heard the phrase, fake it till you make it. Not always a good approach (laughs) in some careers. But when it comes to creating a level of confidence... It's really powerful. So as you start to learn how to be a better presenter, and as you present more and you get that experience, the third and missing part is you have to help and nurture and create your level of confidence. The confidence will come, by the way. It will come with the other two factors that I've mentioned. But it will also come because you decide you're going to be confident. I don't want that to sound... Ridiculous or you know positive affirmations or sending out to the universe. But I do want to point out that physiologically, when you're excited and when you're nervous, physiologically your body's doing the same thing. When you get excited, you often speak too fast, you breathe in a shallow way, you you might flush, your palms might sweat. You might gabble at 100 miles an hour. Well, those are all things that happen when you're excited and when you're nervous. So without being all tree-huggy and pink and fluffy about it, if you simply couch in your brain the fact that the big conference you've got coming up when you speak to a thousand of your work colleagues is not something you're terrified of, actually, you're really excited about it. That's what your brain is then hearing, and that's what you're then thinking about. By the way, you have to believe it. You can't just say it and think this is a lot of drivel, just doing this because it was in that episode that Graham did. You you had to actually believe it. And if you actually believe it, a strange thing happens. You start to become more confident because your body is recognising in the physiological symptoms or signs that your body's giving that you are confident. And as you start to feel more confident you start to project a more confident image. And as you start to project a more confident image when you walk on stage, people start to see you as, hey, this guy's confident. People are occasionally worried about overstepping and appearing arrogant. You don't want to appear arrogant. I don't want to appear arrogant. But, big but, sometimes just straying over onto the arrogant side is no bad thing. It just allows you, To recognise that you really know what you're doing. Or you know what you're talking about. Or you feel at ease in your presentation. And it's much easier to dial back a certain level of arrogance. And go look that's just what I think. And I'm very passionate about it. Excuse me if I've overstated that. That's not a difficult thing to do. But coming back from obviously and transparently being nervous in front of everybody. That's much more difficult. So. I really hope you like this episode it's it's slightly unusual episode and I know at the beginning it felt like it rambled a little bit but I intentionally had to bring in a number of different strands to bring them all together towards the end you can create confidence you will get more confidence and experience and knowledge will help you be more confident but the missing part of this the turbocharge part of this is you've got to assume and behave that you are confident. You've got to believe that you're confident and that confidence will then start to follow. Overstating confidence, arrogance, as I say, it's not a desirable thing. But if you occasionally really demonstrate you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. And that comes through in really strong, powerful confidence. That's probably okay. And it's a considerably more resourceful state than feeling nervous or having a lack of confidence. So that's all for now. And I am confident that having listened to this episode, you will be able to put some of these ideas, thoughts and processes into place. Talk to you soon. That's the Be A Better Speaker podcast with me, Graeme David, expert speaker. Sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk